everyone, to another episode of Sports and Songs Podcast. Today is December 12th, 2022. We're your hosts, Dan and Andy. Andy, how are you? I'm doing good. How about you? Good. We're on season four, episode number five. Today's show is a sports edition, sports episode only. We'll get the listeners caught up with football, winter sports, sports coming to an end, bowl yep. season coming in, lots of Lots happening. Plus, we've got an exciting show to announce next week. Uh, yes. But next week, we'll do that at the end of the show. We'll give a little teaser. Well, yes. Should I start with the trivia question? As always, go ahead. So, trivia question this week is this. The Army-Navy game played last Saturday, right? Last yep. Saturday, they played annually. They played that game 123 times. 123 years they played that. They always played on neutral sites. On the East Coast. Yep. Here's the question. Name the field where the game was held in 1983, which is the only game ever played between these two teams on that was west of the Mississippi River. 1983, they played at a, at a venue west of the Mississippi River. We'll cover that later in the show, the answer to that. But, you know, they played in Philadelphia. They played that game in Baltimore, Philadelphia, yep. Boston, all these uh, – military cities on the east coast but 83 they jumped they did when it the army navy game i thought you were going to bring the trivia question that this was the first overtime game okay that is also a fact i've got that in my notes as well we'll bring yeah. that up later as well first time in 123 games that the game went into overtime they that blew me away two that. overtimes on saturday they've ended in ties before yeah, but just never got over. Never going into overtime. I think back then they just played whatever the score was at the end of the fourth quarter, without going into overtime. It ended in a tie. Is that correct? Yeah, and I love, I like to look back at those years. I want to know if this had to do with bowl implications, why they had to get a, a winner. Oh, I bet. Okay. And no offensive teams. The years it was a tie where they like four eight and one and three seven and one for records. Then. Interesting. They did go to a tie. Army did win, what, 20 to 17? Get Kevin to look that up for next time. We'll have the intern team look that up. But in the meantime, yeah. um, we'll get kicking on the rest of this stuff. That was, and by the way, that is the last one single game of college football on a Saturday in D1 uh, because things really get going here in bowl season. We get going. All right. Speaking of getting going, get my stuff up. I got some things to talk about, sir. Let's uh, let's start off here and see what Andy's got going. First of all, like, share, subscribe, get smash that bell as they say. Get notifications yes. when you got new YouTube's up. I'm fired up. I'm going right in the soapbox right off the bat. Ooh, right off the start. Yep, I'm not messing around today, boy. Okay. I saw the thing and it kind of kind of fried me a little. Here's the numbers: actual playing time of sports. They said American football. Duration, three hours and 10 minutes. They say there's only 11 minutes of live action. Baseball, two hours, 56 minutes. Interesting. 18 minutes of live action. Okay. Basketball and hockey, 218 and 220, but 48 and 60 minutes for action because that's when they play. Okay. And then soccer, they said 57 minutes of live action. Okay, soccer, they have stoppage time and they make it up. So soccer, it's you're getting 90 minutes of live action, so I'm calling yep. BF on that one. Basketball, I'll get back to basketball, Lou, on this other one. Football, 11 minutes of live action. If they're talking like from snap to tackle, okay. But 
when you're at the line and you're calling for the snap, there's guys moving around. That's live action, in my opinion. Baseball, if they say only 18 minutes, okay, when the pitcher's on the mound getting a signal and runners are maybe stealing or getting leads, to me, that's live action. Okay, I see. I know where they're 18 minutes from. Yes. And so, so for for football and baseball, what they're saying is they're counting the elapsed time of the, the actual play. And you're like saying the that there's things going on between the plays that have to do with the game. And although right. the play isn't going on, it still should be counted. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm not saying for baseball there's two hours and 56 minutes of live action. No, I'm not saying that at all. There's a lot more in 18 minutes, though. Yes. The pitcher's getting ready for the windup. The runner's leading off. There's stuff going on. You know, uh, there's other things going on. The throw to first, is that live action or not? That's, to me, live action for me. Basketball, 48 minutes. That's four 12-minute quarters. <clears throat> but the time's not running when you're doing a free throw. That's live action, in my opinion. So it's really more than 48 minutes. Yep, yep. So I, I, I call BS on these numbers. Really get me upset because, you know, a, they try to make baseball look bad, and you can't, in my opinion. Um, football, I think it's got to be more than 11 minutes. So I find that hard to believe. And soccer, they have stoppage time. They run time. You know, yes, the guy gets hurt. The clock is still moving. But they finish it afterwards. So there's more than 57 minutes of action going on. If it's out of bounds and they're lined up for a corner kick, they're still moving around. Yeah, the ball's not in play, but they're still moving around. So these are bogus numbers. I, I, I want well, investigation. And maybe, maybe they did this uh, little study here to create a little water cooler talk, to create a little debate, and and it's doing exactly that. Well, they fired me up, boy. I tell you, I yeah, drives my gears. Now the offset to this, Andy. Look at the bottom three: basketball, hockey, and soccer. Although the time is going, there's live action happening. Yeah. Those numbers could also be possibly inflated because there's a lot of dead time. Where the game oh, is yeah. actually live and it's the clock is running, but there's yeah, no yeah. play being run. There's nothing happening. There's there's, you know, they're just passing the ball around as far as uh, you know. Yeah. And hockey, sixty minutes because it's three twenty minute periods. So that's gonna be sixty minutes. It says two hours and twenty minutes. Yeah, there's a time in between for faceoffs, in between periods. If they're counting halftime and in between periods for this whole duration, again, that's not fair. That's not right. Yeah, that's again. I'm drinking more decaf now, though, too, so I'm getting better. So I'm not as fired up as I would be. That's awesome. All right, here we go. The big news story from last week: Gophers and Bison wrestling happened on this weekend. So we're kind of covering both in one shot here. The Gophers took it twenty-four to nine. Okay. Gophers are ranked ninth. Bison are ranked eighteenth. In wrestling, the Bison are wrestling with the big schools. There is no. Tier two or division two or FCS. It's everybody's everybody for wrestling. They're in the Big 12 with wrestling with Oklahoma and Nebraska and all that. We've covered that in the past. So the buys are ranked 18th, Gophers 9. Gophers took it 24 and 9. Now I need your help here, Dan, because you're the you're the professional compared to you and I on this. I got this from the Gopher websites. So the names underlined are the Gopher wrestlers who who got the wins and where they're ranked. Um, but on that last one, the 157 pound, the score of Minnesota got it two to one, and then it says TB1 after that. Do you know what TB1 is? 
that's using the first tiebreaker, tiebreaker okay. number one. So okay. it's a criteria if it's tied. Yes, okay. uh, I haven't. I don't think I've ever seen that, but it's a TB one. There's a uh, six or seven tiebreaker rules. Okay. And they the uh, the guy won it on the very first one, which I think is uh, takedowns. Or, uh, okay, so there was number seven ranked against number four. So that's so speed up. So the Gophers they took care of business. Baez and Helder all know they had you know three guys take theirs. Uh, all three by decision. Um, looks like. Uh, the 184, he got it uh, 18 to 1. The rest were all close enough to go by decision. So, congrats to both schools. Lots of guys putting their heart out there. Um, so, we'll look more for those guys coming up. We'll stick with the Gophers and go to hockey. Hockey men, 15 and 5, four game winning streak. They took two from Bucky Badger this weekend. So, that's that's always a good thing. And when you really take them to 7 to 1 and 6 4, they just, wow. <clears throat> The next two games, the 29th and 31st, right around the holiday there, they're off for until then, and they're both exhibition games. Uh, the U.S. under-18 team and then Bemidji State, at Bemidji State, though. So that should be a good draw on New Year's Eve up at BSU. The Gulfs will be up there. Um, lock your daughters inside that night, boys. And here's the standings for the Big Ten. Uh, Gophers now take first over Penn State. They've been kind of battling back and forth. Wisconsin in seventh. And you look at that overall goals for and against. 16 goal difference for Wisconsin, and a lot of that was this last weekend against the Gophers. Gophers have scored 86, given up 50. So it's something to watch for them this year as they go. Women Gophers, 14-3-2, four-game four winning streak. They took care of business with St. Cloud State. 6-0, 9 15-0 altogether. And St. Cloud State's ranked 14th. So it's not like it was you know, a bad school. And it was a home-and-home -home series. Back-to-back -back shutouts. Still tough to do. And the next one's the East-West Showcase at Ritter. There'll be uh, Merrimack and New Hampshire coming in to play. That's not till January, so the girls are off for the holidays there. And if I recall right, I think a lot of the Gopher sports are off this time. Not all schools, but finals. So they've always kind of given the teams the time off for finals because we all know that they're just for the education, not for the athletics. <laughs> yeah, right. WCHA standings, women's hockey, Gophers are second place right there. But then look at the goals for and against. 94-36 against. St. Cloud State wow. has only given up six more and they've scored, but that's after this weekend where it was a 15 nothing. so – Look at Ohio State. Yeah, look at Wisconsin, 102 to 23. Oh, my. I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's some two less games played than the Gophers. So This is women's? Yes. Okay, gotcha. Yes. So, yeah. So, Ohio State, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Duluth, putting the puck in the net a lot, as they say, and not very often let it go in. So, go for basketball. Four and six for the men. Um, Five-game losing streak. Not pretty against Michigan and Mississippi State. Yeah, Chicago State and Elkhorn State coming up uh, the 22nd and the 29th of December. So Thursdays are around the holidays. Go for men's basketball. They're going to really try hard all year. Don't hold your breath on wins. I'm sorry. I love them. I hope they learn well and can do better next year, but 
If they win a game, be very excited. If they keep it within 10 or 15, be very excited. So that's just my opinion on the team. I love them. Don't get me wrong. I want to see them win, but I'm not putting a lot of stake in it. Gals are 5-5 five and five with a two-game losing streak, unfortunately. Kentucky and number 16, Iowa, at Iowa. But they called the blackout down there. They everybody wear their black. And uh, it was the first uh, – so football is a bowl game, but it was the Sassano Bowl, Maggie against Monica. Yes. Watertown zone. And I got a couple notes on that game, some stats, as we Good. say. Um, rebounding. Okay. Maggie had four offensive, four defensive for eight total. Monica had five defensive, and that was it. Maggie out-rebounded the older sister. Interesting. Free throws. Maggie was four for eight. Monica was 0 for 1. I, I think Monica might have had to run laps after that, being 0 for 1 in the game. I Interesting. Sure. Yes. But Maggie had four points for the game. Monica had 22, and Monica won. So that's the more, the important part there. But So watch for more of them. They'll be coming back here this year. That's a good game. And uh, Chicago State and Milwaukee next for the girls, December 12th and 14th. Go for volleyball. They did lose to Ohio State. They were out of the Final Four, so they're done. Um, Ohio State's a good team, so they didn't like lose to a scab. Ohio State deserved the win. But it was the last game for our coach for the Gophers. He's done. And here's some of his numbers for coach. I mean, he just 11 seasons, eight straight six, sweet 16s or better, 10 NCAA tournament selections, 15, 16, and 19, they made the Final Four. 15 and 18, they were Big Ten champs. Funny, he was Big Ten Coach of the Year those years, too. The AVCA Coach of the Year in 18. 10 Sweet 16s, 5 Elite 8s. He had 6 Big Ten Players of the Year. Uh, 6 of the last 8 have been Gophers. Uh, 1 ESPN Women's National Player of the Year. That was 2016, Sarah. Uh, only a Big Ten, the only coach in the Big Ten to win 15 or more conference games in the last 7 years, from 2015 through 22. That's a good stat. 39 All-Big Ten selections and 26 All-Americans, 12 first team. And here's some of his personal notes, too, just where he came from. He was a BYU assistant in 1995 through 2001, went overseas for a couple years, coached then for the Gophers. Nationally, he's coached the U.S. boys' youth team, the Olympic men, uh, assistant for the men, and the, U and the Olympic women. He's coached them both, national level. Um. As a coach, he's got like a coach of the year, big time coach of the year. Uh, he, he's won gold medals as a coach, so he's not a, a scab. I mean, here's the numbers here Olympic Games, he's got a silver for the 2012 Olymp uh, London Games, uh, women's uh, national team, the World Grand Prix. There's that gold, gold, gold head coach in the Pan American Cup, bronze, bronze. Then for the men's side, gold, silver, and bronze is over there, too, in the different events. So he's coached both sides. He's got tons of medals. I'm sure if volleyball coaching has a Hall of Fame, he's going in. He's a man. So congrats, Coach, on a good career. Wow. Bison. Bison football. Okay. Took care of business at, at the Fargo Dome. Started a little shaky 0-0 after one, but they settled down and took care of things. Their opponent. UIW. Um, we mentioned them earlier in the year, Dan. Yes, we did. 
Now, this game here, we'll go over this before we get to that. Let's go over the stats here. This game they played Sacramento State, who was the two seed going in. 66 to 63 was the final. This is football. Yeah, and this was not overtimes either. Wow. 28 to 29 in the fourth quarter alone. I uh, scoring drives here. First and second quarter wasn't too bad. 28 17 after halftime. Okay. Literally that fourth quarter. Boom, boom, boom. Touchdown, extra points, all this other stuff. Jeez. But we've mentioned UIW before, Dan. Do you, Let's go to the videotape, as they say. Yes, here we go. <clears throat> this is from uh, back in September. And there's one school in there, and I'm not making fun of names really now. So I'm just noticing these little schools, and they thump so much. Southern Illinois lost 64. All right, I got some background. I got some back. I got some feedback. Can you hear that or not, Andy? I can't hear them. I could hear you, though. Oh, you couldn't. I, I heard them up to that point. I'm good. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, I just stopped it. Let's try it again. Four to twenty-nine. To a school called to University. Let's see. <clears throat> Let's see. Of the incarnate word. Incarnate word. Incarnate word. And I thought I have never heard of this school in my life. And they scored 64 points. I have never heard of this. Let me look them up. And they scored 64 points. And me being a good Minnesota Lutheran, this is why I did not know they were the largest Catholic school in Texas. This is why I did not know they were the largest Catholic school in Texas. They've never been on my radar when my kids went to school. It didn't pop up. No acceptance letters from them. Now that Well, they didn't have any athletes really that popped out. Every now and then you think a school had a baseball player or a football player sneak through. For their Hall of Fame, though, they do have one celebrity I recognized. Tom Benson, owner of the New Orleans Saints. Oh, really? Yes. So that's as celebrities I got from them. But it's nice to see those schools, with the, what I consider a little school, put up 64 points. I thought that was kind of cool. But Texas, a Texas Catholic, number one Texas Catholic school. So there you go. All right. So this was, and that took place, um, let's see here. That took place uh, on the show we had back in September, yeah. a weekend. Called our shots. We found that little little engine that could right there, and we, we knew they'd be something to watch. We kind of followed them all year, and if you look at their numbers, they've been putting up points all year long. So as a, as a Bison fan, I'm a little concerned for this weekend. Oh, they yeah, the points, 66 to 63, they can do it. And they play the Friday night game. Uh, this is yes. Friday night. They have a semifinal, then Saturday is the next one. Yep, and here we go. Uh, there's the Bisons. They got their wins there. Here's the brackets. I mean, so there we go. Boom, boom. Brackets, South Dakota State will play Montana State, then the Bison and UIW. And and Montana State has Tommy Malott, the quarterback, number four. He's the yep. one that took them to the finals last year. They're going to be back in the uh, final four yep. here this year. This should be some good – some good ball games. South Dakota State is ranked number one overall in the nation, right? Yeah, and when and when I watched it, I saw the South Dakota State Holy Cross game uh, Saturday, and um, forty-two to twenty-one. It wasn't that. It was I'm gonna say closer than that because it was like 21-21 going to the fourth, and South Dakota State just blew it open. Um, they got the three o'clock game. Bison play at six. It's not because the Bison under the Bear TV draw. 
which they probably are. But it's the buys of the whole team. It's a North Dakota. It's a dome at night. South Dakota's outside in the winter. So I see. that's my guessing on it. Um, so it's not so cold for the boys out there. But if it's South Dakota State, North Dakota State, I'd watch your Google tracker on those guys driving down through the car wrecks on the way down, people running each other off the road. Oh, yes. Could get ugly. Could get ugly. Buys in basketball. Boys are three and nine right now. Conference play has not begun yet. Uh, Montana. Then they won at Waldorf, though, out there uh, at home. Waldorf came in and they won that game. And they start conference play tonight, next week. Uh, they have the week, you know, this week off. The next week they start conference play at Western Illinois, then at St. Thomas on the twenty-first. The Bison women six and four. Four-game losing streak, though. That's not a good sign. Wow. Uh, Northern Iowa and Green Bay were not nice to them on the road. Uh, they will be at Mary's at Maysville. I'm sorry. Uh, coming up Wednesday, then they start conference play, play the 19th. So hopefully they get things turned around and get back, get back on the right track there. Beaver basketball. What we're going to do now this time of year. I'm sorry. BSU. Beaver basketball. Um, with so much hockey and college and basketball going on, I'm going to kind of alternate every other week. Like this week I did North Dakota for basketball. Next time I'll do Bemidji State. This is too hard to cover everybody. It's too much time. I'll just give the standings a little for the count for the divisions here. Bemidji State one and four overall, um, in conference there, not looking real strong this year for them. Five and five overall, one and four in conference. Hopefully we'll get things better. Four game losing streak. The gals, uh 0-5 in the conference, three and six overall. Could be a long year for Bemidji basketball, but every other week we'll keep you updated, see who's who and what's going on with the folks up in Bemidji. High school boys basketball. Again, what we're gonna do here is four classes, takes a while to do. And they put out the new rankings on Wednesday. We do the show Monday. So by showing the rankings, we're not really giving them fair justification. They've had games played since. So what we're going to do is every week, I'm just going to pick a different conference. We'll cover them, kind of mention what's going on. So season rolls on and more teams are hitting winning streaks. We'll mention that. But we're going to pick a different conference every week for basketball and hockey. So boys basketball this week, the late conference. No conference games yet. There's the overall schedules or overall records. Buffalo 3-0, Eam Prairie 2-0, Edina 0-2. Now, because they usually go by conference record, it was about Edina's 0-2. They show them up high in the rankings. We all go back to our simple high school educations or elementary school education. They just list them in alphabetical order to start with. So 0-2 for Edina that could have tough preseason competition. I wouldn't worry about it. Hopkins 3-1. Hopkins being 3-1 already, that – they should be 4 0. That's just Hopkins has a loss already. It's kind of hard to believe. And for the Gale, the conference we picked this week was the South Suburban. Again, uh, no conference games yet, but the teams will be watching there that are doing well already. Lakeville South already 5 0. Rosemont 3 0 already. So let's see if Lakeville South runs away with it in conference play or how it goes. We'll keep an eye on those schools. Boys hockey, we picked the Metro West. 
Orono at four and zero. Chas or Wisconsin. I'm sorry, Waconia five and two. So they're they're off to a good start. Bloomington Jefferson zero and five. That just kind of does my heart good from back in the day seeing Bloomington Jefferson zero and five. Oh yes, they were dominant. They were the the team. One of the teams to beat. And they do have a handful. They do have a couple conference games here. That's why it's not in alphabetical order. Orono being two and zero. Chan and Waconia both one and zero. For girls hockey, we picked the right county conference. Uh, no conference games yet, but lots of games played here for the gals. Delano Rockford at six and two. Holy Family six and one. Hutch four and five. Litchfield Dasquicato four and five, and Mondros Tonka and Southwest Christian five and four. Baseball stuff. No one would have baseball stuff. You don't want to talk about my Mets. Mets, here's some signings. They've had more signings this week, especially the last couple days. They turned down Jacob DeGrom's $185 million and turned it into Verlander, Verlander, Segna, and Quintana for $187 million. So for two more million, they got three guys. Okay. Um, Segna, the guy from Japan, five-year, $75 million. Verlander's two-year, $86 million. And Quinn from uh, the Cardinals there, two years, $26 million. So you look at the Mets rotation with uh, Max and Verlander and Quinn there. This will be the first time with those three. Each started game one of their own team's playoff run this past season. Okay. And that's the first team to have three pitchers pitch for them that each started the team's first game in the postseason the year before. Wow. So that means they, they got two other guys' number ones plus their own number one on their staff. Don't get too excited. That other Major League Baseball news. Chris Bass of the Mets did sign with the Blue Jays just before we went on the air. So. Okay. So he he gone. He gone. And the Twins opened the checkbook a little bit. Christian Vasquez, catcher. Uh, he was with Boston, went to Houston at the end. Three-year, $30 million. So got a catcher who's been on a winner. Uh, maybe getting a, you know, I was going to say, always oh, with Houston, we'll get Correa to sign. They weren't there at the same time, so don't think we're getting teammates. Just relax. Yeah, and the, and the Twins only had one catcher on the 40-man roster. That's Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. So they'll bring in the big boy here, and uh, they will either platoon or share spots and share yeah. some time. Now, getting back to the pitchers of free agents, there's still some names out there for free agents. Uh, Rendon is still out there. I don't think the Mets will sign him. I think they're out of money. Well, they're not out of money, but um, Rich Hill is still out there. He'd be a nice fourth starter for someone. Zach Greinke is still out there. Hmm. Syndergaard is still out there. And Dallas Krenkel, um, yeah, he may be past his time. But a left-hander can still go a little bit. The Mets have all right-handers in that starting rotation right now. Okay. You get a left-hander to make your sixth starter just every now and then to break it up maybe. I don't know. I'm not saying the Mets should get these guys. I'm just throwing names out there that kind of big names that aren't signed yet. So we'll see. Got a midweek show coming up this week. Tomorrow I'll be doing one covering the Ring of Honor pay-per-view over the weekend um, and some of the news going out the Ring of Honor, their TV deal. I'll be doing that tomorrow. It'll either be dropping Tuesday night or Wednesday on the Instagram. I might even throw it on YouTube if I feel like it. And just one more thing on the – 
rustling note there. Um, Barry Windham, uh, he wrestled from back in the 80s, uh, wrestled in WWF with Mike Rotunda for a while, the US Express, uh, wrestled in WCW, NWO as part of the Four Horsemen, um, suffered a heart attack last week. Um, he was in pretty bad shape. He is home now. 62-year-old man is now home now. Uh, the name Barry Windham Pirates Bell, he's the son of old-time wrestler Black Jack Mulligan. So I sure. remember him. Yep. He's got a brother, Kendall. Uh, Mike Rotunda is his brother-in-law that he paid with. And Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt are his nephews. So they're Mike's kids. So he's got family lineage in wrestling. But wrestlers back then were independent performers, independent contractors, if you will. Okay. They paid enough insurance over there, but look at what's going through their body. They He had nothing. Um, there was a GoFundMe page for him. I'm not going to plug it. I'm not asking anybody to send it to him. But if you love him, look him up online. There's a link to it there. I'm not going to promote it. But a lot of these guys, that's the sad part. That's kind of a soapbox in a way. A lot of these guys that get their body beaten up, they knew that going in. There's no insurance. There's no you know great insurance deal afterwards. We all know how insurance for non-working people is not free. If you've ever been unemployed or been an independent salesman, you know how that's not a freebie out there for that insurance. So some of these guys kind of hope that uh, they took enough away to cover for a cold or a physical every year, but heart attacks or major surgeries aren't covered under their minimal contract or minimal insurances they have. So at least get that thoughts and prayers out for Barry. And if uh, you feel so obligated, you can look him up on Instagram or on the social medias, the Instagrams. Find out where you can see him stuff at. And uh, if you want to send a GoFundMe, great. If not, at least do what I do and send out good thoughts and prayers for the man. He was kind of a, I don't want to say a hero of mine, but I, I really enjoyed watching his work. Um, kind of sad to see here, see our, our heroes, in a way, starting to get in bad health like that. Uh, two years old. Yesterday, he looked. He still looks like he'd whip your ass if you had crossed him, but, you know, he's, he's put on a few pounds, not that I'm one to talk, but he still looks like he can handle himself. Oh, sure. But that that's what I got, sir. That's my my two cents for the week. Well, I've got a trivia question answer. Answer. And then I got then I got, I got some additional notes, but I wanted to get into this trivia question because it's yeah, it's uh it's pretty good stuff here. The beginning of the show, we had a trivia question <clears throat> last week's Army Navy game. Uh, Army won twenty to seventeen in two overtimes. It was the first time. They've gone into overtime in the Army-Navy game in playing for 123 years. But they also play all the games on the East Coast. 1983, they played a game west of the Mississippi River. And it's Army-Navy. I was thinking right. maybe Colorado Springs. I'd say that, or they played at Air Force, like in Utah somewhere maybe, or Colorado Springs. That was my guess, somewhere in there. So 1983, here's the answer. They played in the Rose Bowl, Pasadena. Not in the Rose Bowl game, but in the Rose Bowl Stadium. So they played in Pasadena the only time. And they said that because there's so many retired military folks on the West Coast in the uh, in the Los Angeles area there, let's play a game there to honor and have those folks come out and take in uh, the game. I did not know that. In fact, that was 1983, Pasadena. <clears throat> they also played a game. 
east of the Mississippi, but not on the East Coast. They did have one game in Chicago. I suppose they did the California thing more often then. So it'll be 40 yeah, so, next year. So, so Chicago Soldier Field, they played there once, but this was back in 1926. All the rest are on the East, yeah. east Coast. Now, what they do here, <clears throat> for those not familiar, um, such as myself, I know they rotate the games. I know they play them in, in neutral sites, but they already have the next one, two, three, four, five sites picked out for the Army-Navy game. Next year's annual game is at Gillette Stadium. That's uh, the Patriots' home field. The game after that is, is at the Washington Commanders Stadium for the NFL. The year after that, they play at the Baltimore Ravens' home field. The year after that, they play at MetLife Stadium. That's currently where the Jets and Giants yep. both play. And then Lincoln Financial Field, Eagles. So they move them around between those sites, and they've already got them selected. And that, that's a big, that's a big deal. I was talking to someone this week that says, <clears throat> big football fans. They said that it's hard to get everyone together for the holidays, and we all like football. And so we get together and open our Christmas presents every year at the Army Navy game at someone's house. They host it, they watch the game in the afternoon, they do their Christmas, so it doesn't interfere with Christmas Eve and Christmas Day with, right. with family and friends and everything else. And I thought that was very unique. It's always, what, second Saturday in December? Yep. And now you say, well, they're all up there in the, in the New England area. Well, that's where those two schools are located, too, so it's not a good – because you really think you've got a good game, why don't they play it in Florida or Atlanta or Texas? Get good weather and have – South with better weather, weather yeah. But and sometimes I think the history, there, too, is you're playing these games in the sleet, the snow, and the rain. Uh, it, it gets to be kind of fun. I don't think they've ever had a good weather. It seems like guarantee it's going to be a bad weather for that game or cold anyway. It's always that second week in December, and it's it's always a gamble. And I think that's what the tailgate uh, fans love about this game. Uh, they can go there, have fun, and you got a chance it. You never know what's going to come. It's a crapshoot. Yep. Wow. I've got some D3 and D2 football updates for us, for the fans out there. We cover a little D2, not a lot yep. of D3 here at all, but like I said in the last couple of episodes, with uh, the D1 bowl season starts here this coming Friday, lots of bowl games. And as it winds down to just that one single game for Army-Navy, D2 and D3 are wrapping up with the quarterfinals, uh, semifinals last week, this weekend – Championships, championship weekend for college football. The D3 title game is Friday night on TV. The D2 title game is Saturday afternoon on TV. We got the FCS games. Uh, semifinals. The semifinals, one on Friday, one on Saturday. No, both are Saturday for, for FCS. Uh, semifinals are Friday and Saturday, I think. For FCS? Right? Yeah. All right, okay. Maybe maybe it's wrong, but they got the two. So in other words, we got a lot of football going on this weekend. Now, bowl bowl games kicks off. Bowl season starts. We have forty three bowl games on tap over the next what six weeks, eight weeks, yeah. and so it kicks off Friday. Two games. There's seven games all throughout the day on Saturday. Seven seven college bowl games in addition to the D three, D two, the FCS. Uh, and the bowl games kick off, like I said, two on Friday, seven games on Saturday. Now, here's where we get to throw a wrench in the mix. I stand corrected. Yes, yes, it's Friday. Is it Friday and Saturday? I, I just double checked. It is. I just thought they were same day because the times were three and six. I thought ah, they'd be the same okay. day because so the times were split. So my mistake. What else we have? What else we have this weekend on Saturday is three NFL games. Three NFL games. Vikings are one of them. 
coming off this uh, dismal loss at Detroit. But they play the noon game. There's a noon 3-6 or noon 3-30, yeah. 7 o'clock, I think, Saturday. So if you want to watch football at all levels of college, D3, D2, bunch of levels of D1, and the NFL, lots of football to get your get your fix in. But uh, for D2 and D3, that wraps up um, this Saturday, the whole weekend for that. They now go the heavily game, now into the – The NFL games are on the NFL Network, are they not? Uh, I do not know. I think they're on various networks. So I'm not sure. I don't so think I'm they're all on the same network. network, but I think they move around. And then – so we still have then the regular slate of games on Sunday, yeah. the Sunday night, the Monday. And so we're getting into the fun time of year for football where it's almost hard to keep track of it, everything. we got 43 right. bowl games. We put a link last week on, I think it was the USA Today or the, or the ESPN. You can go out there, create an account, and select the winners of all the games, all the 43 bowl games. Yep. You can go versus the odds on all 43 bowl games and say who's going to beat the odds, who's going to win this game versus the spread. So a lot of fun stuff there to do with that now the world cup soccer is wrapping up every four years we do this we're down to all these teams tuesday now this is tomorrow semifinal in the morning this is nine o'clock a.m i believe uh tuesday semifinal wednesday is the other semifinal and then the teams have a couple days to prepare with a sunday morning or a sunday championship for the world cup argentina croatia france morocco are still in it last year Last time they had it, I should say, 2018, France was the winner. Croatia finished second. Those two are still in the final four. That comes up. The Heisman Trophy was announced. Caleb yep. Williams, quarterback from USC. You know, he transferred from Oklahoma just last year, came over to USC as the starter, won the Heisman. So that's what I've got for sports. Uh, I got one thing on the, on, the, on the soccer. <clears throat> Excuse me. And this is where – I respect the networks. It's 9 a.m. games. They're showing at 9 a.m. They're not going to say, oh, we're going to replay it in its entirety at, in prime time at 7 o'clock. Or they're not going to go, we have an hour special in prime time to show you the highlights. They know those who watch, I know from just here in Minnesota, when the U.S. was still in it, they had the games over the soccer field for the Minnesota team, Allianz Field. They were jammed showing it on the big screen there. So soccer fans are going to take the day off and watch it. Don't waste your time putting the highlights on at night. Those who want to watch it will. So that's where I respect soccer fans. The networks were showing it. They're going to show it live. The fans are going to go out and get it any way they can. So hats off to you soccer fans. You die hard. Now we have a special next week. Speaking of bowl games, Andy, yeah. tell us a little more about the uh, special. We're going to have it a regular time slot like this for a Monday night. Um, as you notice, we went through my spiel. Gophers and Vise and everybody else is all off next week. High school is kind of a lax schedule. So we're going to have a couple guests on the show, and we'll talk about just the Big Ten Bowl games. There's nine games with the Big Ten schools that are involved in the bowl games. We'll cover those. We'll throw the Division II, Division III, the FCS finals highlights real quick too, but we're going to focus on those bowl games next week. Um, yeah, all nine bowl games. Could preview them or talk about them. You know, maybe make predictions. If you're previewing it, you're kind of making your prediction anyway, but nothing to really hold our feet to the fire on either for predictions, you know. 
And there's, uh, yeah, they start, I think, next week, the Big Ten, uh, next uh, toward the end of next week. So Monday night, we'll do our show with the Big Ten prediction, Big Ten preview for all the bowl games. There'll be four of us on the show, and we'll cover that in depth of each of the games. Anything you, more in closing? We've expanded our family to more people. We're expanding our family to two more people. Um, watch for them to be more on the show a little more often. So uh, we've been here now. This, this is our fourth year. Dan and I have finally built up vacation time. Yes. We can take time off and still people host the show. So Exactly. That's the, that is the reason. All right. Have a good week, everybody. We uh, Good luck watching the Vikings game here. They had the down uh, against Detroit, boy, uh, but still 10-3. and three. They're still in the top five in the NFL overall. Philadelphia with the number one spot. And only, you know, we're talking four weeks to go here. So that's going to wrap up here awfully fast. San Francisco's climbing up. The 49ers are a game behind them. They slip. They might get the three seed instead of the two seed. It's going to be interesting. All right. Have a good week, everyone. See ya.